0: Yeah. Back again. You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with Tanking for Cade, Jake Eisenberg. Let's do it. Get to the bottom. Ready. <laughs> Get to the bottom. Blow it up. Blow it up, Danny. <laughs> and that there is no longer an NBA fan because LeBron is injured, Matt Beatty. Matt, I'm just holding out for Space Jam 2 now. That's it's all, all, all I've got to look forward to. Hey, you and me both. I'm keen, man. People talk, people talk nonsense about it, but Space Jam Two is going to be lit. Who isn't going to go see that?
1: I'm definitely going to see it.
0: you, you anyway, will be that's... hating on it the whole time, will not you, Jake?
1: No, de- look, you'll
2: be building <laughs> off the stars.
1: <laughs> I, I can't wait for LeBron to miss two clutch free <laughs> throws. <laughs> oh, he'll be late. Like, he'll be able to just like extend his arm and drop him in, so it, it'll, be, it'll be okay.
0: Well, outside of Space Jam 2, we're going to chat today a little bit about, unfortunately, some very significant injuries occurring around the league, league-altering injuries, you could even say. And contrary to that, a few trades, few players swinging around to different teams, few bargain bin pickups. If the league is a very different proposition than it was not two, three weeks ago, fellas. Mm. To kick off, we might as well dig into the king. He is out. He's injured indefinitely. Huge ankle injury. Mm. What do we reckon,
1: mate? Solomon Hill bounty on his head. He's got. <laughs> I mean, he may be being exalted in, in some smaller, quieter corners of Boston. Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be be in one of those establishments. Um, but dude, Adam Silver sweating a little bit here. The Lakers. Yeah. Four games clear of missing the, the top six seeds here. This could put a, a dent in the, the chase of the ghost from Chicago. I don't know.
0: Well, we were just off mic looking into some info around Anthony Davis because, as we know, he's been injured for quite some time now and the Lakers could certainly use his help if LeBron's going to be out for an extended period of time. But it doesn't look like there's any details of when he'll be imminently returning. Um, AD's out for at least, as far as we can tell, another few weeks. What, what are they going to do in this period? Do, do the Lakers run a real risk here of dropping out of the playoff spots altogether? I know Adam Silver would probably be frothing at the idea of a play-in between Lakers and Zion, but <laughs> for, the, for the rest of us realists out there, what's the, what does this mean? Like, Could the defending champions miss out altogether? I, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're any...
2: I think they'll still make the playoffs. I mean, assu- obviously, we're assuming a couple of weeks they'll get those guys back and, and they'll be back on their merry way. It's just more this next sort of two to three-week period and trying to get through that, navigate that without your two best players. I mean, you look at the rest of their roster and it's it's just a pretty average roster when you take away those two guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's sort of... It's basically a bunch of role guys who are are there to complement LeBron and and to a lesser extent AD. And when you you now take away those two pieces, it's just it's just a bunch of role players. It, I think that the shot creation, their offense in particular, is going to be that's going to be the interesting one. I think it's going to be a lot more Kuzma and a lot more of, of Schroeder. I think even KCP, right? Like KCP's kind of been a bit quiet this season. I would say almost like he got didn't he get paid last year and and. Yep. Then, uh, maybe he's just he's happy he's got the, the the brinks truck backed up and and he's got the money in the bank now I don't know but
0: he's a, he's a role player at KCP he just does his role so well but like if LeBron's going to be out then his role is null and void they need him to all of a sudden start dribbling yeah and well, yeah you're asking a lot more of
2: him and, yeah of course and I, I, I mean, just
0: don't think he's that guy yeah no I mean it, I would have thought it'd be crazy to say that Lakers would miss Rondo.
1: Uh, yeah, but, like, what, what are they getting from regular season Rondo anyway, you know?
0: Well, he, he, he might be enough to, like, just drag him through this period, get a couple of wins, keep the offense ticking enough, and then, you know, back to full health, they can go back to normal. But yeah, that's a know. lot of Schroeder now.
1: Play, it's called playoff Rondo for a reason. Um, I mean, the, the Lakers already had a pretty average offense up until this point. And so you take away LeBron and those – Twenty-five to thirty points, eight rebounds, eight assists, and just the, he's the he is the offense. You know, he was he mm. was carrying them, even even to this point. And so now you lose him for man. I don't know how long this is going to be, but this could be this could be really dangerous. Like the next ten games, there's some there's some serious stuff. I lost today, so that makes it two losses in a row. Pelicans, Sixers, Bucks, Clippers, Raptors, Heat, Nets, Knicks, Hornets. Celtics won't win that one, and then, <laughs> and then, and then a mini series against the Jazz, a mini series against the Mavericks. Like if they miss three weeks, this shit could get, cra- get get real bad quickly, and I'd hate to see it personally.
0: you almost made it three seconds without laughing
2: (laughs) but yeah legit it's a tough stretch right those are all yeah very tough teams i mean you only you look at the the sort of standings in the west and obviously pretty much every team in the playoffs there has like one or two really good players superstar players sort of guys competing for all nba all-star sort of spots and all of a sudden you've taken the, the Lakers two guys, they're two guys of that, you've taken them out. So now it's, this is not the same proposition as, as it once was. So, yeah, I mean, it's obviously that's a big challenge for Vogel and for the, the, the healthy bodies on the Lakers, and, and I don't know how they're going to manage that. I'm, I'm worried. I, I don't know whether or not they're – I think it will probably change their tact regarding the the deadline, uh mm. I, I mean I, I don't really think there's anything that they can do trade wise really why right? the, the cap situation for them is a bit and and then I don't know the buyout market's not really uh, unless there's a name that just hasn't really been sort of floated already I can't really think of of what they will be able to do possibly but yeah
1: well now someone like Lamarcus Aldridge you, you might need more than you did before someone yeah. that can get you
2: a bucket right yeah because yeah. they're really
1: missing that now um and then you may and you know he 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 has to actually carve out a role, and that might be a bit more enticing for him. And then LeBron comes back, and they've got a little bit of like that could be a nice little pick and pop game. Yeah. But um, but basically they need to get into the play in tournament because like once they get in, you know they'll be they'll be fine. Um, so as long as you're in that six to ten range, they don't really need to be a top two seed. Remember when LeBron was in the East and. He, they just kind of coast and they end up at the three seed. And the, the LeBronto years where they'd have the the home, oh, game.
0: He, he doesn't care where they're playing. Like, no, so it, I agree. I, I think Lakers just need providing health, Lakers just need to be there. But like, if LeBron's only just coming back in the first middle of the first round, that's a drama because like, if you're dropping seeds all the way down to seventh, eighth seed, then you get, you know, a jazz or something like that who have been rolling consistently all season long. Oh, I that's problems. If he's not
1: back to the middle of the first round, they're not making the playoffs. Like he, there's no way. I yeah, don't think
0: they, they need him
2: back before that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um but yeah, uh this is the most two important things winning a title. You need your superstars and you need your you need injury luck. Yeah. And they had zero injuries last year. And this year, now they've had two. Don't know if it had anything to do with a short layoff, but this uh, the injury to LeBron was just unlucky. But, you know, the Jazz, super healthy. Suns, super healthy. I don't know how, Chris Paul, I've got to get on this plant-based diet. I went for like a six-minute run <laughs> yesterday and I can't walk today, so um, I've got to get on that diet. But, yeah, they've been incredibly healthy. And so um, maybe the luck swings back the other way towards the late in the season, but often this is kind of how it goes where... They just kind of start to build up, and then you come back, and you're not in the right. You know, you know how LeBron likes to peak as the season goes on. Yeah. If he's not able to do his proper ramp up, because he's never been injured before uh,
0: for an actual mm. playoff
1: run. No, he had the groin, but he just kind of shut it down. But he's never been injured.
0: Not not like this, no. Not an injury that he needs to come back from quickly to help his team win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's going to be a new challenge for all of them. He's going to have to figure it out. Like there's no two ways around that. And there's teams around him, say Portland, who's starting to get healthy at the right time. CJ's come back in the midst of Portland almost universally getting improvements from so many of the players in their roster through these injuries are going to come healthy now. And like adding CJ and Yusuf Nurkic to a team that was already doing quite well despite the injuries that's going to be frightening for the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Lakers just seem to have the Blazers' number. I just remember the playoffs from last year. But mm. but yeah, they're, they're a team surging. Uh, it'd be great to see the Blazers actually be able to be healthy for once in their life um, going into the playoffs. They haven't been, it feels like, for the entire Lillard run here. But yeah, it's going to, be, going to be interesting to see if the Lakers can keep their head above water. It'll be... Definitely makes for an interesting end to the regular season if the Lakers are kind of teetering in the 6-10 to 10 range.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I think it just makes yeah. them more interesting in general, right? I mean, to an extent, you can kind of get a little bit bored with the Lakers. You kind of just want to skip to the playoffs with them already and then all of a sudden, now it's it's not so guaranteed. It's not so secure with that. So it, it, it's, the whole sort of makeup of that, that playoffs sort of landscape in the West is is, is completely shaken up now.
0: Agreed. Um, And another one, just moving on from the Lakers now, another really disappointing injury that we found out about today, unfortunately, is Lamelo Ball has fractured his right wrist and it looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season, a season which he would have run away with the Rookie of the Year award.
1: Yeah. This is...
0: Just a shame.
1: This is a damn shame. Like...
0: Got- and it's a shame for Charlotte. This is a team that sucked last year and he's made them semi-competitive in a semi-competitive Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. um, it's going to be all for naught.
1: We had, we did have this discussion a little bit. Um, I, I actually think that they'll still be pretty good or similar to how well, well they're playing now even without him because um, I think that the rest of that team is actually playing pretty well. Obviously, I think that he'd come along and was doing a lot for them, but... He was still their third, fourth option, and so I think mm-hmm. would hey man, you wanted to be the guy, you got to pick up some yeah. of the slack here. Um, so I think that they actually be okay, but you know, for the funnest team in the league, the Cocaine Hornets, um, this is <laughs> this is a bummer. Like they, they, I think the Hornets and uh, the Warriors for the Western Conference were my two teams that I've uh, just really enjoyed watching, I'll kind of watch them against pretty much anyone because they put on a a show. So, yeah, yeah, to lose LaMelo in the middle of a Rookie of the Year season where no one kind of saw, no one could figure out who the top prospect in the draft was, and then he's just come to the top here looking like a superstar potentially.
0: Potentially, yeah. I mean, he's not without his warts, but none of us could have seen the impact he would have made coming into this season. Bade and us have talked about it in our little group chat all the time, how we expected next to nothing coming out of Illawarra and <laughs> he joins the NBA and lit it up.
2: <laughs> I Yeah, I, I didn't think that he he showed, I guess, what he's shown now in the league, I suppose. It, I mean, I thought there was going to be a, a lot more of a, a difficult transition for him, but I think he's he's definitely sort of exceeded any sort of expectations that I had for him. I think he was runaway rookie of the year. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting what happens with that sort of a player award. Now, I, I don't think he'll be able to win it if he's leaving. What, what do we look, we still got 30, 30 season, games, potentially yeah. still on the, on the table. So it's going to be very tough. I mean, we, we kind of had a similar, uh, pros, proposition last year with Zion and, and jar and obviously jar jar won that, um, I don't know. Yeah. Like, if you if you want to talk about that now, like it's it's sort of mm. like it's kind of wide open now, right?
1: Mm. I just pulled up the odds. Um, so LaMelo was like dollar twenty heavy yeah. favorite before the injury. Uh, now he's he's still second here, but Anthony Edwards is first at dollar sixty seven, and then Lamello two seventy, and then Halliburton at six dollars. Which I'm surprised Halliburton's that far behind, considering. The wolves. He's cooled off. He's yeah, but like, he's he's just been solid. Um, and the wolves are seven games behind the Kings. Um, Mm. you know, obviously I'm a little bit biased as someone that has invested into the Halliburton experience. As we're (laughs) here, um, I was hoping that these actually would be a bit better so I could hedge my bets with Edwards. I'm surprised. So it's so good. Like he's been like pretty solid lately, but. Um, it's pretty pretty terrible shooting numbers and stuff like that. I'll have to do some more research. but
2: it, Edwards has had a hot, I don't know, two weeks, I'd say, yeah. now. He's yeah. sort of locked down his spot as a starter on that team. Yeah, obviously, the the, the worst team in the league. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't, don't you do that
1: to the uh, Houston Rockets.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the race to the bottom is on, you're right. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I I think I've enjoyed watching it. I I mean, Edwards is another one of those dudes. He just he's a highlight guy. You see him on the you see a dunk on the timeline or, or whatever it is. But yeah, that guy's got some hops about him. So, I mean, he had a forty point game the other day. I'm pretty sure. Like that's yeah. that's he, that he's shown some signs. so That's good. I mean, Lamelo was doing that two three months ago. But you know, RIP, I guess we'll see you next. Year. I think we'll this see is you the next first year, rookie right?
0: forty point game though. Oh yeah, I yeah. Think maybe Melo didn't have a forty-point game. I'm not. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah, I don't think he had one. And that—that that, to me, it's simple as that. If there's this other rookie that's playing every night and can score forty points, he's probably the front runner. I'm
1: just looking at the, the, the box score from that game. Like fifteen of thirty-one, okay, and then four for thirteen from three, eight for thirteen. Like the shooting splits of 48, 30, and sixty-one. Don't don't scream efficient no. player, but hey. Got the dub against Phoenix, does it doesn't matter? <laughs> and that's forty two <laughs> points. Yeah. Like if he's gonna be kind of doing that, it's just he's gonna give him a much better chance than Halliburton,
0: who is the third fourth option. That's a supplementary piece. Yeah. yeah. But um, um Well, moving on from injuries now, because yeah. that's grim <laughs> and we've we've discussed all that. There's been a couple of trades and a couple of buyouts which may be just as much as these injuries are going to change the league, these may change the league. Uh, First, we might as well start with the big The rich only get richer. Blake Griffin agreed to a buyout with the Detroit Pistons, meaning he could sign for whoever he wanted for basically the veterans minimum. Of course, he picked Brooklyn because it's the easiest lane to the finals, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. And... That's it. The rich get richer. He's he's not even going to start. He's he'll be like a six man spark plug reserve scorer rebounder. I don't know. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I mean, so he had his first game today, right? So I watched most of it. Uh, he only played what fifteen minutes. See, I can pull it up here. Um, but man, so well, you know, everybody knows the stat. He hasn't dunked a basketball since 2019, um, and the first bucket of his. Brooklyn Nets career is just just blows past Brook Lopez um, on a closeout, <laughs> and then just kind of goes up and dunks it. And I'm not surprised. I I think he'll be able to dunk for most of his life because he's six foot ten. And um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, man, there's some angry Detroit Pistons people on Twitter today being like, "You fucking robbed us of sixty million, and <laughs> you dunking your crap game." And it's like, man, you guys got a playoff run out of out of yeah. it. Like it was a bad trade more than anything else. Like you
0: blame Van Gundy.
1: Yeah. you shouldn't have shouldn't have done that trade to to begin with. Um what do you what is it? He played 15 minutes, 1 for 2, two rebounds and a block.
0: Yeah. But a plus 12.
1: Major. Leads the team.
0: I did notice that. I did notice always that. I mean that. like Blake Griffin's just going to be we we were speaking before about um, it might have been off mic. Players who have gravity on the court, and Blake Griffin is going to have gravity on the court if he gets the ball in his hands. People are going to rotate onto him; they're not just going to leave him there alone. He'll, he can hit a three. He can hit the closeout as he did today. I have a bit of a personal opinion that maybe he was doing the Pistons dirty at the end there Oof. just to get out. Ooh, hey! I
2: mean, <laughs> I think it'd be fine. I think, I think the I think the other guy on that team is probably more guilty of that than anything else. I don't, I don't think he was pretending oh. to to, uh, to not be that, but I, I mean, I I'm happy for Blake. I think it, it'll yeah. be it'll be good to see him on a playoff team, a team that's going to be a real contender and hopefully go deep in the playoffs. I, I don't. I'm probably not as high on the whole prospect of him having much of a a, a mm. genuine sort of impact for this team. I think if anything, Nick Nick Claxton out of nowhere is now like basically the best big on this team. He, he's closed out for them. In recent games, I think Blake is, Blake's going to play a lot of sort of small ball five, which I just, I don't know whether he's, I, I don't think he's big. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. it is, with him, but I don't know whether he's he's big enough. Maybe that's defeating the purpose because it's a small ball five. But then I, I don't know, like he's not, he's not like a Draymond, uh, Draymond Green in, in the sort of the way that he can sort of impact the game with passing. I mean, I think Blake's a great passer, but mm. I don't know whether or not he's he's on that level. Um and, and,
0: yeah. I mean, like if, if, if Dallas can roll out Kevin Kristaps uh, Pozingis on the three-point line, just sit him there and say, make the right pass when the ball comes to you, shoot the open three, Blake Griffin can do that off the bench easy. And if he can do that, it makes guys like Joe Harris and Kyrie, their lanes are just wide open. Joe Harris will be – imagine having the best shooter in the world be your most open player every single night. It's crazy. It is crazy yeah, man. I think it was already like that before Black. Yeah,
2: yeah hey. that yeah, that's I guess that's more. I like I don't get me wrong, I I'm a, I'm a massive fan of Joe Harrison but I, I think James Harden has been the big difference for this team and and obviously of course. without having uh, KD for a significant stretch if we dip back into the injuries quickly like they, they mm. haven't they have missed a beat. I mean it's 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 very convenient when you can trade for a guy who has won the league MVP in a previous season and is one of the best players in the league so not every team has that luxury but yeah I, ultimately it, it is a feel good story I mean that dunk today was a bit uh yeah. I don't know. I mean you watch some of his young clippers day dunks where okay. he's genuinely <laughs> jumping over, over a guys like it's or it's, <laughs> it's not quite the same but um yeah it's still it's still a good story to see him healthy and, and back on the court
1: Yeah look I, I I'm I think I'm closer to Beatty here. Uh, I just, but it just gives them another guy that is good at at playing the yeah. basketball. Like he didn't do a whole lot, but yeah, and and you can, but you give him another element. You can play him at the four or maybe the five, or um, and then you can dump it down to him in the post. They didn't really yeah. have a guy like that before. Just another dude that can create his own shot at the end of the shot clock, um, in a couple of different spots. He can run the pick and roll a little bit, like. It's just versatility and yeah, he's only gonna play ten to fifteen minutes a game. Maybe he plays twenty some nights, but it's just now that's they, great. They go fucking eleven deep. It's it's actually crazy that they were able to trade for James Harden and they're yeah. still one of the deepest teams. It's fucking infuriating.
0: A little They've got Spencer Dinwiddie injured. Yeah. Still but, on that roster. It's crazy. Um and I guess what are they they'll trade him almost definitely for another piece that complements the rest of the team. Yeah,
1: I mean this is this is the obviously the year you fucking you go for it. Like they've still got their second round picks. Uh you think Dimwitty's ex- expiring, so I'm not He's sure how much, I
2: don't yeah. think he, anyone will trade for him because you're not gonna be able to yeah. play him this year. Um, but yeah. Yeah,
1: unless someone wants to like trade salaries um and get off some money and then take back some second round picks, there might be something out there, just like one more pieces. no, not going to actually do a whole lot, but this is just these little tweaks on the edges that are going to, you know, where some guy in game three of the second round just helps yeah. you get that win. Um, I mean, look, uh, my proclamation that the Nets were not going to win the East is looking not excellent. I would Shakier. say. Shakier. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shaky. I'd say um, I have hedged by, Double dipping my into the nets and betting on them to win the East. So, um, so that's good. I'm just, I've just resigned myself to the fact that if the Celtics aren't going to be good, at least the Nets and Kyrie, uh, can vanquish my enemies, you know, take down the Sixers, <laughs> take down the Lakers, do it, do it, do it for Boston, Kyrie. Is it,
0: I thought Kyrie was the enemy.
1: Not anymore. <laughs> I galaxy brained it.
2: The galaxy, the, you've the, gone full circle. The saging of the garden was was the reconciliation, and
0: and now <laughs> we've gone full circle.
1: Like, what did he put in that sage, man? That really <laughs> fucked us up.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he, he's shaking around the court, and you never won another game. Yeah,
1: Jesus, Moses! Everybody got COVID, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I look. It's 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 a nice little move. I, it's not going to hurt them. It's going to help them.
2: I mean, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but, like, I mean, obviously the situation was a bit different. But imagine if if all this LeBron AD stuff had, had gone yeah. down a couple weeks ago, I'm sure the Lakers would have been knocking on the door there. So mm. it's, it's mm. interesting how that kind of just plays out, just the timing of things like that.
1: Oh, and just one more thing um, on him doing the player tanking that you were referring to earlier, and maybe he wasn't <laughs> actually trying his hardest.
2: I don't blame him.
1: You know, the Clippers... <laughs> The Clippers hung hung his jersey in the rafters and said, "Mate, you're gonna retire a Clipper." Next thing you know, he's he's in freezing cold Detroit, nowhere for him to test out his stand-up <laughs> comedy. <laughs> play next to Seiku Demboya. Uh, I'd probably take it easy too. So, Fair play.
0: Well, good to know. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I'm I'm happy for Blake. I'm happy for Brooklyn. I hope they do well. You know, like we all know all of us deep down wants Ben to win a chip, but if he's not going to do it, why not go for it, Brooklyn?
1: I, I don't, maybe you and Beatty, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've
0: <laughs>
2: for that. Yep. Opie, I tried. He has, has a good life. I I, I, well, I I, look at the standings every day and I still pinch myself. I got my sixes up there in well, my net. <laughs> so I don't know how much longer it's going to last, but um, <laughs> I'm going to save every day as it's still there.
1: It's crazy, man. I texted you guys well, today. I'm like, what the f-
2: how are these guys <laughs> like? They're like stable,
1: no drama. They yep. win games they like. They shouldn't win. They win games they should win.
0: Uh, it's classic Doc Rivers team. Yeah, for now. Yeah, for now. I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see how that goes. Bias
2: Harris is robbed of an all star, right? Oh God.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> it's it's lucky for him that he started playing like a G as soon as the all star teams get announced. <laughs> Ridiculous. Anyway, um, another team though, who could be knocking down the door of our Philly top seed with a bit of luck, uh, a big trade, a big trade. I feel it's gonna, it's gonna unlock some things for them. This guy's a winner. He works hard, small ball five. He's only six foot six (laughs) PJ Tucker. Of course I'm talking about moving to the Milwaukee bucks. I'm a big fan fellas. It's not the creator that this team needs. They need another guy that can put the ball in his hands and dribble a little bit, penetrate. But it does give them another look. It gives them defensive options. I mean, like, they can throw a lot of players at a lot of players now. Middleton, Drew Holiday, Giannis, PJ Tucker, that's a pretty strong defensive lineup against anyone in the league.
1: Yeah, man. I uh, I watched – it was like the only good game of the day, I thought, yesterday. Uh, Spurs versus the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> PJ Tucker with his first appearance in Deer Green. Is that what it is?
2: <laughs> deer Green. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We'll go with yeah. that. Oh, right.
1: Sure. Um and he was he was okay. He didn't hit any shots, but what he what he brings to the table is you know, you hate to kind of like he brings that win, winning mentality. But that that's what he does. He grabbed an offensive rebound, got the next possession. He's gonna bring toughness, um, especially to a team that has seen their defense uh, drop this year relative to the mm. last couple of years. He's going to definitely bring a defensive edge to them, gives them more versatility. Yeah, they can play uh, Giannis and PJ Tucker at the four and the five. That's pretty fun uh, front court there. Um, but yeah, I still think that they're missing... Like, he helps, but um, someone that can create their own shot would have been more valuable. But those guys are hard to find, so... Um, yeah, nice move. It's too early to tell how much of an impact he had. Like, He didn't do a whole lot in this one. But yeah, I like it. I still don't see the Bucks getting out of the East. Um, but that's okay. I, yeah,
0: I, I'm still stuck in the, as long as Coach Bud doesn't know how to win in the playoffs, they're not going to win in the playoffs. It, it's almost got nothing to do with PJ Tucker coming aboard or getting Drew Holiday from the Pelicans or anything like that. You have to know how to put these guys in a position to maximise themselves in that setting. And, like, we haven't seen anything to show that he knows how to do that ever. That's right.
2: Well, yeah, I think also the landscape in the East is 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 tougher now as much as I, I've typically always been the, the basher of the East. <laughs> I mean, the, that, that Bud Hawks team of, what, 2016, I think, I mean, mm-hmm. it was really only... LeBron, that was the other... I mean, obviously Toronto for, for that stretch were, were, were decent as well. But, I mean, they got all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals before for running into LeBron. Whereas now, you know, the East is a little bit more formidable at the top end. We, we just talked about the Nets. Philly are, are looking a lot better. Of course, Miami went to the Finals last year. So there's a, there's a few other teams that are, are going to be difficult sort of if you get them... You could get stuck in the second round against them and be like, oh, we're in a bit of a series now. So.
1: I want a first-round matchup with the Boston Celtics, which would be what you get right now.
2: You get right now, yeah.
1: Which is, like, I think the Bucs would win because the Celtics team's broken, but that's just be annoying. If I'm the Bucs, I'm like, God damn it, i got to play, like, the Celtics in the
2: <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, like, you are right, yeah. It's I, I, uh, I think uh, it's, PJ Tucker is, like, a very Bud kind of player for me, though. Like, he's he, yeah. he's like he's almost the, the perfect kind of three and D guy now in the league and the fact that yeah you can play him at stretches at the five or the four like it's he's a versatile defender and yeah just put him in a corner and let Giannis work it inside and then find him and then shoot a bunch of threes that's that's Bud's system to a a T so yeah again I obviously I think we've all kind of got our reservations about Milwaukee in the postseason but I, I think it's a it's a good acquisition it's a guy that would have been picked up by somebody else if Milwaukee didn't make that move so I think he can he can definitely sort of help them once he he finds his way into that rotation a bit more. On the
1: on the other side of it, uh, I think Houston did a really great job. Like they got a young player in DJ Wilson. It, that's right. And then yeah,
0: DJ Wilson's not bad either. Yeah. That was that's a reasonable pickup for a guy you're going to lose for nothing.
1: Yeah, and then the 2023 pick, which to get a fir- like to get all of that for a 35 year old who's expiring at the end of this season pretty ridiculous
2: so it's definitely i mean i don't i mean i guess it is an overpay right i i mean it's very hard to to gauge the market year to year i feel like it does move a little bit but um at the same time obviously it it is milwaukee i'm I'm not going to say they're desperate but they're they're well and truly in win now mode and they're trying to 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 win a championship here so you've got to put all your your chips on the table
1: yeah i i I don't, I don't think it was an overpay. I think that just must have been teams that were willing to to bump the bump yeah, it up they, a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. I know, I know. There were a bunch of teams were interested, and so if you want him, you're going to have to pay a little bit more this season because P, there's not that many guys like P.J. Tucker floating around right now. So he was kind of that one only proven winning three and D guy. I know the heat got Trevor Ariza. Uh, I get, I guess we'll see on Trevor Ariza, but I don't.
2: I mean that, yeah. I was about to bring that up. I, I think it's. I mean, it's. Is it just like this year's version of the Igadawa? Like, it's. I don't know how much of an impact. I mean, I, I've always been a, a fan of Ariza, but at the same mm. time, he's definitely at the sort of twilight end of his career. And actual, how much sort of genuine impact he can have is is probably that's the question, right?
0: I, I'm not. I don't. I, I think first on the on the PJ Tucker point. I think you're right, Jake. It's This whole deal and what Houston were able to get for him speaks more to the amount of teams around the league interested in P.J. and how much they value him mm-hmm. to the point that it takes a young player and a pick to pry him away from the bidding war that these other teams are putting in. That's that's good news that the Bucs were able to land that guy. Um, and then the other point I was going to say I've completely forgotten. What were we talking about? We, we'll <laughs> Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Ariza, while he's not like going to move the needle for the heat, I think what he does is he stops the me- needle from moving in the other direction. Having a guy like Trevor Ariza on your team means that when these young guys on the wing are shitting themselves a little bit and the ass is falling out, you can throw Ariza on there and he plugs that gap. And it just means that the Heat can keep chugging along and let Jimmy and Bam do their thing for a bit longer. And he can just hit an open three. He's not going to get in the way of anything. It's a perfect move, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think they've been they've struggled to replace the Crowder minutes. Uh, I know mm. Mo Harkless was supposed to be that guy,
0: but he... Uh, he was useless. Yeah,
1: he just hasn't played at all. Which is surprising yeah. that he will have him. I think they
0: cut him. They, I think I they, could be wrong. Think,
1: yeah, well, they may as well have because he hasn't played at all. Um, yeah. But like, I'm just looking at, at now, Ariza in the 1920 season, played 33 minutes a game, shot 40 percent from three point line, 11 points. Like that wasn't that long ago. I was shocked at how long his uh, basketball reference page is. He's old too.
0: <laughs> He's hey, so, fun yeah. fact: Trevor Areza oh. is the most traded player in NBA history. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of gray lines. For trades here.
0: <laughs> Dead set. This this trade actually bumped him over. He's got, he's some, the most man, he's traded got some jerseys man in
2: the wardrobe for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, man, he goes – yeah, I know he was part of the uh, the Celtics-Lakers uh, finals run back in like late 2000s. So, yep. yeah, he's been – exa- yeah, exactly. I, would, I wish the Celtics had a guy like that on the team. You know, like that. that those guys make a difference. You, can, If something goes wrong, someone goes down for half a game – or even if you need someone for some stretches in the playoffs, at least they know how to where to be, what to do, can are not scared of the moment. Yeah, that's
0: that safe as a house.
1: Yeah. Well, or he will be washed, which is fine too. We'll
0: yeah, see. they didn't have to give up much for him, did they? Basically nothing. No. But
1: yeah, oh, was Myers Leonard went to the
0: to the Thunder, and like for that's year, right, yeah, and he's gone. Yeah, and he's thankfully he's
1: never going to play another game, and it seems, um, which is pretty yeah, funny. Well.
0: If you're that dumb, maybe that's for the
1: best. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it with the trades. Um, I reckon I reckon we call it there, fellas. I think. Um, yeah,
0: I think that's all I had to chat about today.
1: Yeah, look, listeners, I know I know Luke is playing well. Um, if he's if he's worthy of a of a segment next week, he'll still be playing well. So um, we'll get to him next. <laughs> and
0: that's a Jake Eisenberg address. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've moved him ahead of Tatum in the top players. He's at twelfth right now okay so
0: so take it, take it. that should be enough for I'm you fine.
1: <laughs> he's playing pretty good thirty seven points in two and a half quarters today but
0: yeah all right fellas well that's all I've got to talk about hopefully next week we've got way less injuries to speak of and way more returns to talk about way more trades baby way more trades where is the deadline before next week yeah I
1: think it is uh in the twenty sixth so like four days?
0: Yeah, and end of awesome. this week. Awesome. Well, I guess we'll we'll recap that next week, but until then, you've been tuning into Backdoor Cut. My name's Josh dimatteo here with Jake Eisenberg and Matt Beatty. Until next week. Peace. peace.